0: to the show this is chris to chris comedy advice to fix your life something like that i'm your host chris joined in the studio today by the one the only el solo mike is in the building go ahead and say hi michael hey 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 <laughs> what's up yogi bear that's the most excited you've sounded in ever i've never heard you that excited What's up, Mike? Uh, he is our audio engineer, producer, former best friend in the whole wide world. We have our current best friend in the whole wide world standing in the corner on standby, Dell. Let the folks at home know you are real, por favor. I am definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much, Dell. You guys might know me, Chris, from this podcast at this point, Chris the Chris Comedy Podcast. You can download anywhere podcasts are sold for free. You can rate five stars anywhere iTunes is on your computer. Do that for us, if you would, uh, por favor. We really could uh, use your support, reviews, letting people know, uh, liking this uh, Facebook page, the up-and-loaded Facebook page for anybody that leaves their phone unlocked in the room when they go to the restroom, whatever, you know, go to the kitchen to get a snack. If you could do that for us, it would really help us get our 8 billion listenership. That's what we're going for. You might also know me from YouTube. I, th- I should do another YouTube video. You know what? Mike, uh, can we... Uh, we make that happen i'm not your secretary dude <laughs> oh you are feisty today buddy all right we have a great show for y'all this week we're gonna be talking about the reopening of disney parks we're talking disneyland disney world that sort of thing we're gonna talk about some xbox series x video games we're gonna be talking rugrats we're gonna be talking ea shenanigans and answering some amazing listener questions it is gonna be a good show I guarantee it, like that Dosekis guy. I guarantee it. So, first of all, I want to thank everybody that stuck it out all the way through episode 79 last week. We covered three whole episodes of Family Matters Season 8. And I'm not sure if you guys liked it or not. I'm not sure. I do want to know for sure, though. So this week, we're going to cover three more episodes of Family Matters. Hey, 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 don't, don't, don't shut off the podcast. I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. We're not going to do that. But famous, renowned Chris to Chris listener, Mr. Devin, he did suggest doing a spinoff podcast where we talk about Family Matters episodes. Now, currently, this uh, newborn baby in our apartment has me pretty busy. I don't know if you could hear him actually he just he just did some wailing outside the door so he has me he's me pretty busy my wife's pretty busy so I don't think uh, I could juggle two podcasts at this very moment however that did give me an idea I've been thinking you know I've been thinking how how can I juggle this podcasting life because I'm a busy man got the newborn baby got the full-time job got the full-time podcast so what do I do when things get too hectic I'm thinking that on weeks that we're too busy to record a full episode of Chris to Chris, we'll we'll just do an episode where we talk about a ridiculous episode of a sitcom instead. It could be Family Matters. It could be Saved by the Bell. It could be anything. But I'm thinking that. I'm thinking that might be fun. That'll keep us from talking about Steve Urkel for an hour every single regular episode. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. I don't want to scare off the new listeners this week with a long episode. That's my point. So this week, we're going to try to figure out a way to make this episode go by faster. Check this out. Do you... Know what time it's is? It's just the tip of the week. Alright, I hope that sounded good. So, last week, I went to the old Target to pick up some baby formula. Our son mostly drinks breast milk, but sometimes I just don't have enough milk in my chest to feed him at night, right? So every now and then, we break out a formula bottle at the night time. Anyway. We use all of one bottle when my wife notices that the damn things expire on May 1st. Mike, duh. We noticed this the day before these things were about to expire, and I just bought them the day before that. Two days. Two days we have these things. I bought three boxes of these stupid things, right? So all of the bottles in that one particular box we looked at expired on May 1st, right? This year, 2020, I made sure to check. You know, sometimes, sometimes like a canned food sort of thing, it might expire in 2021, 2022, who knows? No, 2020, May 1st, 2020. I thought, well, okay, maybe these other boxes are still good. I checked. They expired December 2019. December 2019. Target straight up sold me baby formula that expired six months ago. Now, let me get one thing straight here. I am not a bitch when it comes to expiration dates, right? If it doesn't have mold or look like it's rotting, I will probably roll the dice on it. I'm okay, right? I don't like food to go to waste personally. My wife cares a lot more about the expiration date, but she says not everybody has a stomach of steel like you. I'm not bragging. That's just what she says to me. She's like, look, some of us are more sensitive than you on that, right? And now that we've got a baby, forget about it, yo. Forget about it. Anyway, formula is expensive. I don't know if you know that. Formula is expensive. So I said, yo, fuck this. Fuck this. I'm getting my money back. I'm not, I'm not, because, okay, you get four of these newborn pre-made formula bottles for six bucks each, right? I bought three of them. That's $18. No, 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 no. I'm not throwing $18 down the drain. Target's right across the street. So I said, screw this. I'm getting my money back. Had it all planned out. I didn't have my receipt anymore. I threw it away because, you know, I thought we were fine. And with COVID-19, you just kind of get rid of shit. At least I do. So I said, I don't have my receipt. If they give me a hard time about this return, I am going to live stream Target's expired baby formula policy. So I go to Target. And explain what happened. It's like, look, you guys sold me milk that expired or breast or whatever, formula that expired 6 months ago. I dropped off the the spoiled milk that they sold me and I went to go get my replacements, right? I go back to the shelves. I even grabbed like an uh example. Like, look, they still have this shit out there. It's you're still selling it. You're still selling formula that expired 2019, December 2019. All of it did. All of it did. Uh there was like one case that expired in September of this year. I grabbed that like a, like a, like a a guy who would grab that. Anyway, I take that back, my one box, and uh, the chick at the, at the returns line, she radios some, some poor sap to go pull everything off the shelf after that. She's like, oh, this is not good. This is not good. They didn't give me any trouble with the return. That's my point. They even actually, they actually, they thanked me for letting them know that they've been selling baby poison for the last six months. So this week's tip is to check the expiration date before you buy something edible or uh, drinkable. Is, is something drinkable considered edible? I would assume so, especially if you're a baby. Because if you're a baby, you just say uh, everything is he's eating. He needs to eat or she needs to eat. But you say that, but really they're drinking, right? Bonus tip of the week is to uh, buy your bread or your spinach. Uh, grab the stuff from the back. If you're going to get bread or or some kind of vegetable, grab it from the back. Because they put the uh, fresher stuff in the back. They want you to buy the stuff that's about to expire soon. And they put it in the front for us lemmings, us laser lemmings that just grab things from the front. Am I making sense? Let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. So Microsoft did a big games blowout for the xbox series x on thursday i cannot get over that name it doesn't it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense they, they 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 showed off a bunch of games for their new console the xbox series x they did this instead of doing a big e3 press conference because there is no e3 e3 is dead in 2020 and the whole thing was kind of weird it was kind of weird. They had a bunch of Microsoft employees using their webcams at home to introduce Xbox games, which makes it very obvious that most of these people do not understand things like lighting or decent microphones or a presentation. It you know, you think it's just like actors on Saturday Night Live, but no, it's it that extends to Microsoft employees. You know, not everybody is a big shot entertainer like me. So It was a little rough, I would say. It was a little rough. Uh, It was kind of like getting a Zoom call with your uncle and he suddenly decides to show you footage of a new Xbox game. Hey, hey, thanks for uh, talking to me, buddy. Hey, you want to see a new Assassin's Creed? Actually, the whole thing was kind of controversial because Microsoft kept bragging about how this was going to be a big gameplay reveal day. Everything we show today is going to be in-game. This show is not about cutscenes. Everything you see is running on the Xbox Series X. And then they start the show, and it's practically nothing but cutscenes. Not kidding. Not kidding. There was some cool stuff out there, some cool gameplay, but most of this-ish was cutscenes. People were pissed because Assassin's Creed Yodel Yordle the Viking was supposed to have its big gameplay reveal. And it was practically all cutscenes. The thing that happened uh, that I took note of was EA, Mr. Electronic Arts. So Microsoft has this thing called Smart Delivery, which is, according to CNA, here's how they summarize it. Smart Delivery essentially means that you'll always be playing the latest, best quality version of a game, and you only have to buy it once. So the idea is you can buy a, a game on the Xbox One, And when you upgrade to the Xbox Series X, the game upgrades with it. So you don't have to buy the game again, which is what we've had to do forever, right? And by forever, I mean within the last generation or two. Because re-releasing the same game generation after generation wasn't as common until it has been, especially in this last generation. So, a game like uh, Assassin's Creed, for example, Assassin's Creed Yoda Yordle the Viking, If you buy that on the Xbox One, it will upgrade itself when you get an Xbox Series X. So the graphics, the the gameplay, the frame rate, the resolution, it all upgrades when you get the new Xbox. Which is cool, you know? I I respect that. I respect that. EA gets on this, uh, this Microsoft Xbox gameplay reveal bandwagon. They have a a Madden 21 presentation. They say, hey, guess what? There's going to be a new Madden this year. I bet you didn't expect that. But we have a new Madden game coming out. And it's coming to the Xbox Series X. And guess what? You you only have to buy this game one time. You know, it sounds like that smart delivery. But after the presentation's over, it turns out EA is just kind of full of shit. There's a big fat asterisk next to that statement. They said, uh, uh, what, what we meant was, you have until December 31st, 2020, to buy Madden 21, and once you do that, you're good, but not really, because after that, you have until, I think, March 31st to upgrade that game, that Madden 21, to the Xbox Series X version of the game. EA is not actually in on this smart delivery thing. So you have all of three months. You have a three-month window to uh, buy an Xbox Series X and upgrade. Otherwise, you've got to buy the game all over again. EA is going to do what EA is going to do, which is, fuck you. That's, that's uh, what's going on. So I'm not surprised about that at all. I would very much expect uh, Activision and 2K Games to pull the same shit. But, you know, the fact that you got a big developer like Ubisoft on board, that's good, right? At least for now. It's, it just depends on how long cross-gen games can, uh, can happen. And by cross-gen games, that means games that are coming out on both the Xbox One and the Xbox Series X. When the uh, Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 first came out, there was a lot of cross-gen games, games that came out for the PS3 and the PS4, Xbox 360 and the Xbox One. Those are cross-gen games. Now, the idea is that you only have to buy the game once. Publishers like EA don't like that. I'm telling you, Activision don't like that. They are slaves to shareholders. And shareholders don't like when you say, hey, we're only going to sell this game to you one time, especially when we have the possibility of selling it to you two times. So uh, I fully expect that to happen. Grand Theft Auto V came out at the end of the uh, previous generation. Came out on the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. Then it came out, boom! Right again on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Sold it to you again for 60 bucks. I would not be surprised if we saw a Grand Theft Auto V again on the uh, next systems, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. A Red Dead Redemption 2 again. I think it'll happen, you know? Uh, Greed conquers all. Anyways, I think I'm starting to ramble again, and I'm not entirely convinced we should not be talking about Urkel this week. The news Disney has outlined their plans to reopen their theme parks. According to NBC affiliate. W-E-S-H-2 news. Disney expects a 58% decline in operating income for the company's theme parks this year. Wow. They, they've they already lost $1 billion since shutting everything down due to the coronavirus, including uh, cruises and hotels, not just theme parks. So Disney's top brass expects Shanghai Disneyland to to open again on Monday. So uh, we'll call them WESH2. WESH2 News has a bunch of video clips of Shanghai Disneyland in their news report on this. And you see a bunch of employees wearing masks and Mickey gloves pretending that this is, this is somehow uh, a place that is full of magic and whimsy with our protective face masks. And now we're wearing gloves. They're cartoonish gloves, but we're not wearing them ironically anymore. This is just, this is just sad. So there's no word on when uh, Disneyland official and Disney World in the U.S. are going to reopen themselves? It sounds to me like Shanghai Disneyland is the guinea pig here. You know, they're the the crash test dummies. So when Disney kills a bunch of people, there'll be Chinese people that you don't hear about in the news. Is Shanghai in China? It is. Shanghai is Chinese, yeah? It sounds very Chinese. Shanghai Noon, that was a Jackie Chan movie. Jackie Chan is Chinese, yes. Shanghai is in China. Who knows, you know? Maybe, Maybe Shanghai has already squashed this whole COVID thing. Maybe there's a reason they're not worried about it. Yeah, that's probably it. That's probably it, you know? They're just wearing the masks for fun now. We're so used to seeing them, it would be weird if Shanghai Disney employees were not wearing some sort of protective face mask. At this point, you look weirder without it. So Wish 2 is also uh, pointing out how... Disney is when it comes to, uh, waiting in line, which is a big, uh, staple of their theme parks. They said that Shanghai Disneyland is looking into a virtual queue system, whatever that means. I don't know what it actually means, but it sounds better than what we currently have with, uh, any theme park line. All I hear though is we're screwed. You know, we designed these parks around the idea of packing thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people together in a tight space. Now we can't do that. We are screwed. So, Disney is going to limit how many people can be in their park and get rid of the lines. It sounds pretty nice to me, to be honest. You know, Worst thing about going to Disneyland is waiting in long lines all day. You pay so much money. Actually, that's the real worst thing. You pay so much money. The prices are astronomical. They really f***ed themselves, didn't they? <laughs> you know, I, I, I. that's one of the biggest pet peeves I have about the Disney parks. Is that they, you know, I, I get it. They are the best when it comes to presentation, bar none. Nobody does, even like the, the line experience, like what you see, all the props and sets and themes and characters. Nobody does it like Disney. But they raise the prices every year. Because just like Activision, just like EA, Disney is a slave to the stockholders. So, <laughs> those greedy fks raise the price every year, right? And now, <laughs> they're not even allowed to let you in. <laughs> they're not even allowed to let you in. They've wasted billions of dollars. I don't know if it was a billions, millions, we'll say millions, several. Millions, we'll say tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars, especially recently with the Star Wars and the plans for the Marvel parts of the parks. They've wasted millions of dollars trying to uh, increase the value of these parks so that they can continue raising the prices, which is what they plan to do. You know, I don't need uh, Bob Iger's other Bob follow-up, whatever his name is, Bob something. He's the new CEO of Disney, even though Bob Iger is kind of taking the reins back up. Since COVID became a, a big thing, since COVID became fetch, are you guys following me? <laughs> I totally lost track of what I'm saying. Point is, Disney pisses me off. <laughs> they they do it really good. You know they they're like Verizon. They have that same attitude as Verizon. You know we're the we're the shit. You know especially in uh, Southern California, Verizon is definitely you. They have the best service. But they are the greediest. You know, when, uh, when all the shutdowns started happening with COVID, you'd hear about, like, AT&T would say, look, this month we're, we're giving everybody unlimited data at no extra cost. Verizon, kicking and screaming, eventually, last second, said, okay, look, we're going to give you an extra 15 gigs of data. You know, if you, if you need more than that, sorry, you are fucked. but we're going to give you an extra 15 gigs of data. We're not giving you unlimited and we're still going to charge you more than anybody else for that uh, data you already have. So Disney is like Verizon in that sense. Is they, they charge a premium. They're the best, but they charge a premium. They just really think they're hot shit. I don't know. <laughs> they, can't, they, can't. <laughs> they can't even let you in, though. Right? These These astronomically priced parks, beautiful things. Long, 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 long load times is what I was going to say. Long wait times for their uh, rides. And you can't even go in. Is that karma? Is that karma? I think it's karma. Oh, and then another fun thing is going to be taking pictures with famous Disney characters. You know, I can't wait to see Cinderella and Elsa walk around with their face masks on. Maybe we'll finally get uh, Cinderella's and Elsa's that look like actual uh, mascots, you know? Like they won't just be some chick with makeup on. It's going to be some giant-headed Cinderella, some giant-headed Elsa walking around. Otherwise, they're going to have to wear that face mask. Sorry, Disney. I I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine uh, uh, some Elsa walking around and the kid sneezes in her face? She's going to lose her shit, right? Right? Okay. Okay. I hope we're moving fast enough for the uh, new listeners of this show. Wait a minute. Hey, Dell, what time is it? Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Thank you, Dell. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I said that already in a fast-forward motion, but uh, I mean it. We have some wonderful listener questions this week, and I mean wonderful, and lots of them. So, first question comes from Ken. Ken asks, "What are your plans for Mother's Day?" Well, Ken, I planned to uh, say Happy Mother's Day to my my wife for the first time. She is going to be—I was going to say she's going to be a mother, but she's already a mother as of six weeks ago this week. Our son is six weeks old. So uh, I'm going to, you know what? I, I, here's the thing, Ken. I had a gift for my, for my wife. I'm hoping it gets here at this point. According to the uh, tracking information that they sent me, it's on its way. It should be here by Tuesday, May 5th this week. Now, if you're listening to the show, we definitely recorded this after Tuesday, May 5th. But it says it's still on track to be delivered on Tuesday, May 5th, by the end of the day. So I'm a little worried. I talked to UPS. I talked to the U.S. Postal Service. They did not inspire confidence. So I'm worried that I have nothing to give my wife on Mother's Day except a smile. Maybe some breakfast. Maybe uh, uh, some, something like a smile. Did I say smile already? I don't know. I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. We'll probably see my mom for a little bit. Maybe see her mom. Show off the baby. But yeah, I'm a little worried. Thanks for pointing that out, Ken. Charles asks, How do I shot web? Well, that's the same way you make Metroid crawl, Charles. You know, it's up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A. I miss cheat codes in games. I actually wrote a big article about that. uh, Once upon a time on laserleming.com. Rest in peace e a is awful <laughs> did we did we go over that enough e a helped kill cheat codes uh, so did achievements and trophies and all that you know it's fun to get that dopamine rush when you get the trophy to pop up on the screen like oh yeah i I accomplished something I achieved something but uh those fucking things they they killed the cheat code remember big head mode in uh Goldeneye it was called DK mode like Donkey Kong I think that's why it's called DK mode there was paintball mode oh man remember paintball mode lasers only man it was those were the days those were the days you could play a Spider-Man game like a shot web Spider-Man game and unlock a myriad of costumes for Spider-Man at no extra cost and that's kind of a bad example because you know there was that Spider-Man game that came out on the PS4 and there's a <laughs> bunch of costumes you could unlock at no extra cost but imagine Spider-Man by Activision or EA or or Warner Brothers you would not get a myriad of costumes for Spider-Man at no extra cost. You would you would be paying for you'd be paying for them either individually or by three or four with the season pass. So that's how you shot web, Charles, thanks for the question. Sean asks, if you accidentally touch your face, is there anything you can do immediately afterwards to avoid getting COVID-19? Sean, COVID-19 follows the same science of zombies. Zombie science, if you will. So you can touch your face. You can touch your face, your eyes, your nose, your mouth. You could touch your face after being exposed to COVID. But you must cut off your face immediately after doing so. It is the face-off rule. So you have to John Travolta, Nick Cage yourself. So you're going to have to find somebody to... uh, Somebody COVID-free, preferably, to trade faces with, and it is going to be a tight pinch because you're going to either have to find somebody that is willing to trade faces after knowing you're COVID-infected, or uh, trade uh, faces with somebody that has no idea. Either way, it's going to be a tough sell. I'm not going to lie to you. Either that, or you could try just uh, dipping your face in some bleach. You know, pour some Ajax in a large bucket. Uh, let's say two parts Ajax. Three parts water, just dip your whole head in and inhale like a motherfucker. We're saying a lot of curse words this week, I apologize. But, uh, man, you know, what else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? And I'm not saying this is safe. I don't recommend doing it. So you either have to cut off your face or inhale bleach and soak in bleach. But you got to be quick. That's the point. Uh, Speed is of the essence in this scenario. Dolos asks... Can you make sure that when Mike starts his car after the podcast, you are nowhere near it? Well, thanks for the suggestion, Kolos. Mike, uh, please do not start your car around me today. Devin asks, Tommy, Chucky, Phil, Lil, and Susie. Oh, hell yeah. Now, I don't know if we can play this, but fuck it. Mike, Mike, you got the clip. Kick it. Kick it. Devin, thank you very much for that question. It inspired so much nostalgia. I hope you guys enjoy that nostalgia trip with me. If you haven't, if this, is your, if this is your first time going down that ride, this was something that was played probably every 30 minutes at least, or at least once an hour on Nick, Nickelodeon. Thanks for the question, Devin. <laughs> Ken asks, what is the worst question you have ever been asked, and why did Devin ask it? Ken, I will have you know that Devin just asked one of the best questions we've ever had on this show and he didn't even need a question mark. But the worst question Devin ever asked was silence. You know, nothing has ever been more deafening for us than silence. We need your questions, Devin. We need your questions, Ken. We need your questions, Sean, Yilian, Nick, Charles, Gareth, and the rest. Mary Ann, the skipper too. A millionaire and his wife. We need all of your questions. We have 8 billion potential listeners. We need your questions. So again, I, I implore to you, like our page at Up and Loaded on your mother's Facebook. When she leaves the room, leaves her phone unlocked. Your dad, your cousin, whoever. We want everybody to uh, like our page at Up and Loaded 8 U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instant Graham Cracker do it, please. Sean asks, how can the prostitution business survive and thrive during social distancing? Well, I was actually just wondering how things like Tinder were doing during the pandemic. You know, that's pretty much the same thing as prostitution, right? Right? Kind of? I don't know. I-, I think hookers need to think outside of the box, the if you will. <laughs> hookers need to think outside the box during these uh, tough times. You know, they can could, they could start an Etsy store or uh, rob a CVS? CVS or a CVS? Rob one of them. is probably have uh, more cash in the till. You know, can easily rob a drugstore and maintain a six-foot distance between people, which is hard as a hooker. You can't, I don't know, unless unless that uh, client is very well endowed, in which case that endowment still needs six feet of, uh, of space between himself and the hooker. I don't know. I don't know. I think you could rob a CVS. That's the point. I think you could rob a CVS as long as you have a gun. Still maintain your health as long as you have a gun. And I guess about half of the hoes out there have some kind of gun. Or at least something that looks like a gun. Taser, some spray, some knives, something. Got to protect yourself when your pimp's not around. Devin asks How will to Chris jump the shark? That is a great question, Devin we will probably jump jump the shark by uh, introducing new characters you know like 3j on family matters like do you know any uh, any good orphans speaking of 3j i actually uh, i didn't realize this until i was on the old imdb the other day but that kid grew up to be the 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 guy on that so raven he doesn't seem like that nice of a guy these days and uh, i think he claimed to have banged raven but you know raven She's a uh lesbian. So I don't know. You know, maybe that was during her uh her uh what am I saying? Some kind of years, her straight years? I don't know. I don't know. Can we uh move on to the next question? Thank you. Uh Ken asks, if you could change oh he says, if you could go back in time, but only back two hours, what would you change? Well, Ken, I would probably start to record this episode earlier. That's what I wish I did every week I record a podcast, is record earlier. I'm often up very late. You know, that didn't used to be as much of a problem, but now that there's a newborn in the equation, if I'm not back to bed, the metaphorical bed, not the literal bed, because we don't sleep in a literal bed right now, but if I'm not at the, the metaphorical bed in a timely manner, I feel like an ass. So this has been a bit of a problem for me. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But yeah, that's what I would do if I had a a time machine that could take me back two hours is record this episode earlier. Sean asks, what's the most irresponsible way to spend your stimulus check if you're into that kind of thing? It's an easy answer, Sean. Meth. Meth is the most irresponsible way to spend your stimulus check because you use it all up right away and it leaves literal holes in your brain. Supposedly, it's very fun though, so it is a bit of a coin toss, but I'm not, like the, the idea of just burning $1,200 on meth, and if you get meth and you have $1,200, I imagine you burn up $1,200 very quickly on meth. That idea sounds very unappealing to me, but thanks for the question. Devin asks, have you ever had one of those days? Devin? Devin? I have had one of those days every single day. Just one of those days that a Chris goes through so ha- when you're happy how's it go? Monica? You're not happy inside Don't mean to take it out on you. I don't I don't think I know the full words. But yeah, I, I have had one of those days. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'll let you know when I, when I haven't had one of those days. That'll be the outlier. Thanks for the question, Devin. Ken asks, Is there ever a bad week to record a podcast? Yes, as a matter of fact, there is. It turns out that every single week you have a newborn is a bad week to record a podcast. I think I've made that clear at this point, you know? as As somebody who doesn't want to be known as an absentee dad or asshole, if you will, I I think every week is a bad week to record a podcast when the baby is still newborn, you know? I'm waiting for the baby I, I want to be able to teach the baby to walk and speak and use the litter box. Until then, my wife doesn't like that joke by the way. I can already see her face. She doesn't like that joke. But until then, every week is kind of a bad week to record a podcast. You got to you got to do this big juggling act and it would be a lot easier If I was just doing the podcast, you know what I'm saying? Like if I was just making money from this and I have to worry about a full time job, we'll get there. But in the meantime, you have that extra plate to juggle that extra plate to spend. So we will see. Ken also asks, do you have any good recipes for bat? And Sean adds preferably ones that don't lead to another pandemic. Ken, Sean, I do have a good recipe for bat. Step one, Preheat the oven to 400 degrees Fahrenheit. Step two, season the bat with uh, salt and pepper. You can never go wrong with those two things at least. You know, you can do your own seasoning, but salt, pepper, classic works. Step three, remove your tinfoil hat and wrap the bat inside of it. Stick that bat inside the oven. Cook it for an hour. Step five, remove the bat from the oven. You got to do that, otherwise you're going to have burnt bat. Step six, final step, is let the bat sit for five minutes before serving. You might need to cut that bat. But if you fry the bat, which we can go over in another episode, if you fry the bat, you can just snap the wings off, snap everything off. It should be pretty easy. But that's just if you're feeling frisky, you know. It's like chicharrones, barrones. That's how you say it in Spanish, officially. I assume it's like that. Anyway, thanks for the question, Ken. Ken also asks, is Mike possibly a hermaphrodite? Well, uh, Mike, are you a uh, herm... Mike is giving me the deaf eyes. I don't know what a hermaphrodite is, uh, but I think Mike does, and he is not your biggest fan right now, so thanks for the question, but uh, I definitely don't want to be next to him when he starts that car. Thanks for the questions, everybody. It has been a wonderful set of questions uh you know normally we uh wrap this thing up with some poll results and ask a question for the new poll but uh I don't think I have a question for the new poll you know what? okay here, here's the thing last week we asked on our Twitter page at uploaded u p n l o a d e d we said uh should we be afraid of five g and I believe hundred percent of you said that no we should not actually it's kind of embarrassing I don't have this ready i, I I'm Pretty sure none of you thought we should be afraid of 5G. I'm checking right now by going to at up and loaded U P N L O A D E D. Oh no, I was wrong. 100 percent of you thought that we should, in fact, be afraid of uh 5G because it is going to kill things like 4G. So this week we have a, a poll. Uh I don't know what it's gonna be. We'll find out. Uh follow us at Up and loaded on Facebook and Twitter. The poll will run on one of those. And, uh, should be fun, I guess. Maybe. Hopefully. Guys, (laughs) this has been episode 80 of Chris to Chris. And I had fun. You know, I'm putting on my shoes and sweater like Mr. I was going to say Roger Rabbit, but really Mr. uh, Mr. Rogers. I had fun. I hope you did, too. And I've got a three-day one, so I'm going to. Do me a favor and enjoy your weekend, or else. Happy Mother's Day to all you mamas out there.